get it going. Welcome. Welcome to Know Your Roles. We're out there. We're out there in the ether, wherever uh, you are listening to us. There's a person listening in Belgium. George. Shout out that person in Belgium. Yeah, for sure. I think. I really don't know how accurate the 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 analytics are. But uh, yeah, if you are that person in Belgium, you're awesome. Shout out to the people who uh, who listen to our podcast who, who ended up listening to my record, too, because I, I know that for a fact that people... That's... Added sick and, and listeners uh, on my on my record. So shout out those people. Thank you for doing that. Keep that... listening to the record, even if you don't want to listen anymore. That's awesome. That makes me feel good. Thank yeah. you, listeners. And honestly, it's still. Bo- if I like sat and thought about it, it's crazy that anyone is listening. Like there are people out there and they're listening to this. So that's cool. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you're going to enjoy this show. We're doing a, a food episode mm-hmm. of of sorts. Going to recreate the holiday table whatever that means to George and me, which uh, I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit. First, we're going to do some bar talk. George, what's on your bar? So today, as we're recording this, is May the 4th. And I would be remiss if I... It's not May 4th, George. Is it May 4th? I'm sorry. December 4th. 4th. I was like, what? May 4th? December 4th. (laughs) I feel like the 4th of every month I need to watch the Star Wars episodes. I was like, I was already considering, it was like, I I want it to be May 4th. But I mean, it's December 4th. I wish it was. So I wish it was May the 4th. But I was excited about watching Star Wars. I, you know, it's funny because like uh, there was, uh, I think TNT was doing a like Star They're showing Star Wars all day because it's the 4th. They do that on a day that's not, it, like they do that on the 4th, not of May. Like, yeah, I think I do it, the fourth. it's like May the 4th be with yeah. you. <laughs> a, I think I do it the 4th. That's fine. I do the 4th of every month. December uh, I mean, of, of, of every December. So I, I I banged out a Star Wars episode today. So banged out a uh, Empire, which is probably my favorite Star Wars. But it's like you haven't seen a friend in a while, and uh, so putting it on earlier this morning, I was like, oh my gosh! Like I remember, I, like how much do I love this friend. This friend is so good. Uh, anyway, so that was in my bar. I would enjoy watching Empire Strikes Back for some about three or four years today. It was a lot of fun. I was gonna say, like, I'm glad that it was a friend that you enjoyed because I would be like, I don't know if I like this friend anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is my. Yeah, I that, choose which ones to watch. Yeah, that that's my that's the, that's my favorite. Uh, Empire. I, I mean, also like you know, we're got subjectively or whatever. Like, I think Empire's the best one. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's the best movie. I made it a point of like when I was watching it. To do, to do like scenes from the one, other ones that lead up to A New Hope. So I watched the end of Rogue One. That's cool. The beginning. Of the <laughs> That's cool. And then put on Empires just to round out this beginning of row. I won't be watching one, two, and three. I won't be watching seven, eight, nine. But I just watched those things in a row to sort of to make it fun for myself. That's funny. Put on, put on the end of Rogue One. I was like, oh, I'll start at the air. Then we'll- Yo, I think Rogue One's good. Like, I think it's good. I like it. It's pretty fun. It's like it's really entertaining. And it's like, it's not, it's just like a single story. You know what I mean? It's just like balls to the wall, go for it from the very beginning. I, I like that. Just, they just took a line of dialogue and they made a two and a half hour movie out of it. <laughs> Many people lost their lives. <laughs> Getting right. this information. You're like, oh, okay, uh, that's fun. And well, it was like, hey, we're like, we're making a movie about just. 10 words yeah <laughs> like i love to be in that pitch meeting it was like all right what's this what's the star wars movie about oh okay well you know that scene in that one movie in which the woman goes many people lost their lives we're making a movie about <laughs> many people fuck it i'm i watch that <laughs> i yeah yeah that's funny 
I like it because it's the, I feel like it's also the start of this, uh, well, not the start, but, you know, with these newer Star Wars movies of cast of really fucking interesting characters and like amazing actors, like fucking Rogue One, it's like fucking Riz Ahmed is in it, Felicity Jones. It's a really good cast. Horace Whitaker. Horace Whitaker. It's got one of my favorite actors working today. He was a great villain, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is the yeah, opening fucking, scene and fucking uh, Maz Mickelson, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun, dude. That and that opening scene where they're like, it's in the haze and shit, like that. Yeah, yeah that who, I'm not even, uh, you know, I'm not a, really a Star Wars person, but they've also got the dude who's like, uh, like Japanese uh, action hero royalty. I think it's Donnie Yen. I think his name is. Yes, Donnie Yen. The cool thing was like, yeah, I mean, you watch and you just know they're gonna bite it. Yeah. <laughs> It was like nobody makes it. There's no like, oh, that one person made it. It was like, no, they're all gonna die. It just made it fun. <laughs> also, the uh, the two who directed, I think his name is Garrett Edwards. He was going for Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> so every time I was like, uh, every time I see that movie, and I've seen it a couple times in the theater, but like, or I saw it a couple times in the theater, I was like, this guy was going for Saving Private Ryan. Wow, that's just crazy. And apparently, his version of it was even darker than they were like, all right, we gotta, we can have this too dark. It's really anyway, funny. So that's. I've been I've been watching I've watched six hours of Star Wars in the past day and a half based <laughs> on TNT showing Star Wars all day. Anyway, what's in your bar? It's funny that that's like still a thing today. All for this week, you know what I mean? Like we're just going to show all the Star Wars movies, and they just don't have to show anything else. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I was going to do this whole thing, but uh, I don't feel like it anymore. So I just want to talk about Fargo a little bit without giving away anything. We talked a little bit about it, but I just wanted to talk about it with you for a second because the world is a dumpster fire and I just don't want to, <laughs> I'd rather talk about entertainment. We talked about this a little bit without giving like spoilers or anything. Briefly, what was your overall assessment of this season? I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. The moments of that were really good, really good. I mean, going into it, I kind of had an idea of who I thought wasn't going to make it. I would have liked to have seen more of Ben Sherman's character. I think I would have liked to have seen more of him. Also would have liked to have seen more of the brother. Could have maybe done an episode of why his brother was Italian and he was an American. Yeah, they, I mean, they touched on that, but they didn't. Yeah. Just a short explanation of like uh, why one brother was raised in Italy and the other one was raised in Kansas City. And maybe a little bit less of uh, some certain aspects of it. Also, I mean, I love Chris Rock. I think I, I think he was maybe miscast in that in that role. There's a couple of times it felt like he was Chris Rocking. And that's a bit of that was a bit of a turnoff. But as yeah. a whole, I'd give it a seven. I think it's better than the first season. Maybe a little bit better than the third season because there was some casting choices that didn't enjoy in that one. Not as good as the second season. But as a whole, I give it a solid seven. Yeah, that that sounds. I'm, I w- I'm not going to put like a number on it or anything, but your assessment of it, I would say that follows pretty much my own too. Like, I think that all the seasons are really fun and entertaining and I've really enjoyed all of them. But like, if you're going to put them, this is definitely not, it's kind of like a sister season of season two, right? Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a prequel of that season and, you know, not to give anything away, but we talked about it a little bit via text, but the way that they draw like a direct uh, line from this season to season two at the very end with Satchel, Chris Rock's son. I wish that they would have kind of left that a little more open for us to be like, maybe, maybe not. Or like, yeah, we're sure, but there was nothing in there to be totally yes, 100%. And then they put it like 100%. And I was kind of like, you know, so I felt like there was a few things along the line of the season where they kind of missed an opportunity, you know, or like there were some things that they set up that happened that 
I kind of wanted the setup to be a little bit more. You were saying kind of with the two brothers. There was something there that they like, yeah, I wanted more. You know, but it was good. It was entertaining. I think it's definitely worth watching. I, I was, I enjoyed having something to like follow every week. You, you are, I, I have a different, like I bid, I'll bid shit. Cause not even cause not just cause like it's there. You know what I mean? It's, I'm just going to keep going. So uh, it was nice to like slow play. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was good. Not as good as season two. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. The season two, which is like a prequel to season one. The, uh, I don't know. I felt like there was. They could have put a little bit more focus on some other things and they could have maybe lessened a focus on a couple of things. So that's really depends on how, how people feel about pacing and writing and stuff like that. I mean, what I there are some there are several things that I did like. I thought the tone was good, thought the music was great. Clint Sherman, I think, is a, just a national treasure. Agreed. Again, I would have liked to have seen just just more of him. I also maybe could have used how does how did Lloyd become so powerful? But then again, the acting choice didn't really do it for me. There's so many other actors who I would have chosen over him to play a gangster. And one of them just happens to be on a TV show I don't watch. So I just, I, there's there's some other things that, that I thought that could have been a little bit better. I agree. I thought that Chris Rock, I think he did a good job, but I think it was somewhat on him and someone on the writing too. Of, yeah, there were some moments where he was leaning. It could have been bigger and blacker or, or like one of his, it could have been a stand-up. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of the, the show, I think I texted you, I was like, I was expecting him to just go, ha yeah. Just, let me slide across the floor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, and uh, when there's, there's, there's been, and the, the show that I watched with the actor I was meant, was thinking about would have been Sterling K. Brown would have been that, how, how good of that could have been. I don't watch that show either. I know, but I, I, I lots of people watch that show. I don't know a single person who does. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the show's incredible. I'm, it, yeah. I'm sure, it's, it's good. I'm sure it's good. I don't watch that. Yeah. You know, but there was, there was enough there. To, to have liked, uh, again, I thought the tone was great. It was funny where it needed to be funny. And it was uh, it was dark where it needed to be dark. It just... it just The overall craft of it was great. And definitely the writing, too. I read, like, a really interesting thing on The Ringer by this guy, Julian Kimball. He was talking about it wasn't... With the social commentary, like, felt it, they, didn't, they didn't do enough. Like, he was like, they tried to go for an, something ambitious, but he was... He, he said something about they're more committed to telling than showing, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of interesting because me as like a white dude, I'm like, Oh, it's interesting that they're like, I, I like that they want to make a comment on race and the struggle in America. Like I want that. But then I read this and I was like, Oh yeah. Like it didn't really go that like, it was kind of super, like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it was a little ambitious. Maybe they should, you know, maybe they should have dealt with it differently or have a different writer's room. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they could have easily scaled it back, and it, yeah. maybe it's just been like a a TV show about gangsters, as compared to like they they could have used a little bit more commentary, or they could yeah like hit, this guy's point was like they could have followed it through other than just paying it lip service. You know the couple the Andrew Bird and uh, the mother of Ethel Rita their relationship it was like discussed in the beginning on how it was looked at from the outside, but then never. Mm-hmm. You never felt that ever again, you know, and it's like, if you, if those are real characters, they're feeling that every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So if like, we're Next not, business. yeah. So it, it was good. Not great, but I enjoyed uh, watching it. So, so like listeners, I'm going to go ahead and give you a, a spoiler alert. Did you notice that like uh, when he's riding in the car, that it's just one of the brothers from season two? Cause he's like, his, his, his henchmen are, are a set of twins. Oh, it's twin. Well, the other 
the other one had died. So like the when he's singing about the events that just happened and uh, his uh, his origin story, he's in a car sitting in the back seat with just one of the twins. But isn't the other, other twin driving? Had, no, the other twin had died. Okay, so it's like that. His the, like he's in the that scene is like a. It has all of season two has already happened. They planted us in a very specific time. It did, correct. Because I believe also that that footage, like that's footage from season two, I think. I don't think that was new shot footage. I think that was, I think that was the same footage. I could be wrong about that. I should, I, it, but it is at the end of the events. Because it looked Everything like. happened. It looked like the same, because I, I feel like I remember that shot, like those, those same shots. Everything had already happened. Yeah. Uh, I think they, I think that's something they shot. New with with Bookie Mordai. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I I I look. I would. I'll look that up later. Cool. All right. Well, that's a spar. We'll get into it. Who is the who of what? Or yeah, I I guess that's what we're still calling it. Yeah, we're building our own menu. So holiday holiday meal. Yeah. So Dave and I, listeners, we decided that like we definitely want to do a food episode, and we should definitely do it after Thanksgiving, so we have some food on our mind. And what we're doing for this week's of the who and the what is we took five menu items that we'd love to have for a meal. And then we're going to give them comparisons to some athletes who are playing in the world of sports today. So I'm actually super excited about talking about all these food, of course. But I like the the, the, the athletes comparison is what's going to knock it out of the park. So uh, I don't know if you want to start. If I want to start, it's up to you. I'll start. I'll go okay. ahead. And I'm going to talk about something that's on my holiday table for every holiday honestly as a secular jew it's on my table every day <laughs> and that's challah challah bread all right and here's the thing like i said it's an everyday component in my life that's for sure it was growing up so much so that until i was like 18 i thought that challah just was bread you know what I mean? Just like sliced table bread. I thought all of that was challah bread because that's the only thing that we ate in my family for, for like white bread. When uh, challah French toast became a craze, I was just, wait, so you just mean like French toast? But what, what do you, what, why is this special? But yeah, and it can do, it contributes in a lot of ways. You can make a sandwich out of it. You can have it on the side of the plate. You can make toast, challah. It's it's every it's always on my table so if i was to compare it to an athlete someone who is good at everything this person can carry you with wow plays like a challah french toast <laughs> but also can make the everyday plays that make you win and i'm talking about a baseball player and this guy can he'll he can hit a home run or he can bunt somebody over and he can throw a guy out at home or he can hit the cutoff man and that's ichiro Hala is the Ichiro of the MLB. Um, uh, Ichiro Suzuki, and someone who was always a star, but went mainstream when he came to like mainstream United States. <laughs> and Hala for me, Good. it was always a star in my mind. <laughs> like I said, it literally was bread. But uh, now it's all like, you know, everybody knows how, like I said, Hala French toast. And like, I, I was, when I went to college in Boston, the one restaurant that everybody took their parents to when they came was this fancy Jewish deli place. And it was like the line was out the door to get this fucking challah French toast. I'm just like, that's just French toast. <laughs> so yeah, Ichiro, 
Great yeah. fucking player. Amazing player. Could do everything. All right. So that's going to lead to my opener. So I wanted to I wanted to do something that I know that like if you, when you have it's when it's done well, it's it's just like a standout by itself. And if you eat enough of it, you probably don't need anything else. But you have to make sure that, that to keep it as something that you start off with. It's a menu item that whenever I go anywhere, whatever the genre of, of food that I'm getting, if I see it on the menu, I'm going to get it. But it's always a starter and never never an entree. And there's a reason for it because it is just – it is only a handful of ingredients. And um, the way I'm going to start off my meal for my holiday meal is deviled eggs. I think deviled eggs is like uh, – granted, you, can, you don't want to eat too, much, too many of them because you're going to be like, why? Well, I, I need to save some room. So I wanted to compare it to something that I know is a star – but not the star. And I'm going to compare it because, like I mentioned, I am an analytics nerd. I do love stats and something that, that has uh, great stats and has the potential to be a star, but not yet a star. I can, inter- I can interest anybody in 19 points, six rebounds, and three assists a game. And I love this athlete. And that's SGA. Doubled eggs is the shape of Alexander of the, of the, of the, of the menu items. Just like, not a star, but you get enough of it, it could be a star. But I'm just saying it's like its role is to be the setup something. So if you're at a bar, you can you can make a meal out of devil eggs. You can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I ate like six of them was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't think I need more than yeah. eat. But deviled eggs is how we're gonna start off our meal. We're gonna start it off with SGA. His nineteen twenty stats are are unbelievable. All right, what's next? He's the man. Yeah, SGA gets a lot of love on, on this podcast. <laughs> Some SGA. But, uh, okay, so what's next for me is, like, something that's on the holiday table, but to me it's just, like, obligatory. Theoretically, it fills a need, and you you have to have it there, I guess. Uh, and at its best, it I, I have enjoyed it, <laughs> but it's not something that I really care about. And that's cranberry, cranberry sauce or cranberry relish or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the cranberry component. Now, I understand the reason why it's there. Like you need something to break up all that richness and fat and starch. You need like something acidic and tart. And yeah, it serves a need. And some people love it. I think some people think it's like, I think some people have it. I mean, I don't know if I know anyone, but. I think some people think it's like their favorite thing at at the table, which is weird to me. And also like, I think it's something that at its worst is something that I have nightmares about. You know what I mean? Like the, the Simpsons esque or whatever cartoonish, the whole fucking thing come out of the can and you just like slice it cranberry shit. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's real. Like that exists. Like that's also something that I didn't know that actually was like that in real life. Like I thought that was just in cartoons. But uh, yeah, so cranberry sauce, like I said, I feel like one out of 10 is good. And so I wanted to compare an athlete who is theoretically needed. And I understand the reason for this type of player. I'm talking about a basketball player and I'm talking about someone who was spaced the floor and uh, someone who's, who's a shooter. So you can surround your stars, your guys like Giannis, your guys like LeBron with guys who can, who can hit open shots and hit, you know, get hot. You know, and a lot of people like this guy and a lot of people, hmm, you know, don't. And he's uh, erratic. And I think what I would say for cranberry sauce as well is like it hurts the meal if it like gets on other stuff. (laughs) It can. So for me, as a basketball player, cranberry sauce is J.R. Smith. 
someone who is theoretically needed, like his skill set is useful to a team, but like like cranberry sauce for me, like one out of 10 is good. <laughs> and like J.R. Smith, like one out of 10 games is good <laughs> because like he'll go on a run because he, he's got the confidence, you know, and like, and he, he does, he can shoot for sure. And he's like fit and athletic, but yeah, he's not, like I said, you need him more in theory than you actually do in practice. <laughs> right, right. I, I like in my mind, I'm like, we need to have cranberry sauce. But in my head, I'm like, but in my heart, I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, J.R. Smith, cranberry sauce. All right. Nice. So I struggled with this with my next menu item a great deal today. And I was texting uh, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Julie Oaks, because I was gonna I was gonna put dinner rolls. I was like dinner rolls and then like role player, kind of a play on words. I love homonyms. Shout out to homonyms, R-O-L-L-R-O-L-E. And then she said, it was like, you know, dinner rolls are fine, but cornbread is better. And I was like, you know what? Cornbread is better. Because that's definitely not, that's not a role player menu item. That is a, that is a, an essential thing to the menu. Now, could I have a great meal without cornbread? Yeah. But cornbread definitely makes a meal better. And I know it's not there when it isn't there. So I thought of like a player in the NFL that that is great, sometimes often forgotten about. And I'm gonna go with this is a deep cut. Uh, like again, I like analytics and uh, I, I I I like interior linemen. So I'm gonna go with the best interior lineman, and that is Quentin Nelson, office of guard for the Indianapolis Colts. First round out of Notre Dame, 24 years old, probably the best lineman, office of lineman in the league. Uh, maybe there's a couple other people that'd be better, maybe a tackle, but you know when Quentin Nelson is not there. So in essence, cornbread is the Quentin Nelson. It's like <laughs> it just makes the meal better. Now I'm now I'm able to run the ball. Now I'm able to pass protect. I don't have like a, a backup in there. Cornbread is essential to the meal and makes the meal better. Just like Quentin Nelson is essential to an offensive line, he makes a makes the line better. So Quentin Nelson is the cornbread of my, of my I, cornbread is a Quentin Nelson of my on my menu. I love that. And I will, I'll go even further and say that cornbread and Quentin Nelson, like cornbread, it could be, it could possibly be the best thing on the plate. It could be. It's that it has the potential to be that good. And Quentin Nelson is the most athletic offensive. Like he, he, he legitimately could be the best player on the field at any given moment. And that's crazy to say from, from a lineman perspective. And it's crazy to say that like the bread component could be the best thing on the fucking plate. So uh, I'll yeah. take it even further. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm telling you, he's like, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, could you, could you have a meal? It's like, it was like, Oh, I, you could, bread. but then if somebody was at the table and they'd be like, man, it'd be nice if we had some cornbread. It'd be nice. If we had some cornbread. <laughs> like everybody would be like, Damn. Yeah, yeah. And you make the host feel really bad to be like, well, I made all this other shit. Like I didn't make cornbread. <laughs> so so cornbread, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I like that. All right, what's your next one? All right. My next one is a personal one. Um, because it's something that's on my holiday table. It's something that signifies holidays to me in, in this this time of year. And it's also not something that I can that I think anyone should be having every day. <laughs> but like I save it for special occasions and once or twice a year. And that is, again, as a secular Jew, very important to me. Latkes, latkes, however the fuck you want to say it. Latkes, latkes, it's the same goddamn thing. Um, and uh, yeah, if you look at the ingredients list, 
you're not going to be wowed. I mean, there's in, I'm not going to start a debate with any, you know, latke family recipes, you know, that are listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in my mind, it's three, it's like just potato, onion, and salt, honestly, like, that's all you need. And you just like, that sounds it. heavenly to be quite honest with you. Way, yeah. Like, I mean, my grandma used to put like matzo meal in it and stuff. And there's all sorts of things and, and whatever, like it's all, it's fine. But when I'm making them, I just do that. And like I said, it like signifies holidays to me, but it's not something like, it's just a potato pancake. It's not it. First of all, you need the, another debate that I'm not going to, I won't entertain, but you is what to pair it with. You know, there's a, in a Jewish household, there's like a strong, it's either applesauce or sour cream. That's like the, the thing. And like, for me, this should probably surprise no one at this point. Um, I like both. <laughs> uh, it's like, depending on my mood, you know what I'm saying? And like, I like, I have, I put them both on my plate. I'll, I'll pick and choose. Um, <laughs> but, I need to be invited over for both these menu items. I'm, I'm already kind of like, damn, we don't, because we ain't got that where I'm from. It was like, that sounds dope. Yeah, it's like the best, like, you know, I was thinking a lot about this and like, that's like, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, like I said, I'm secular. I don't have like, I never really had the religion, but the connection to the culture is through the food, you know? And, uh, and it like, like I said, it's like, it signifies this time of year for me. And I don't, I'm not going to make lakas in the summer. You know what I mean? Like it's too hot. (laughs) Like I'm not going to do that. It's a comfort food. Um, uh, but like I said, you have it, you know, once or twice, it shows up in a big way and can be the, the showstopper. And uh, when it's done just right with the right condiments and components. So that's why as a player, it's a quarterback, Nick Foles, <laughs> who honestly, like, if you look at him, if you look at like his talent level and his skill set, like it's real simple and basic. He can't do a lot. <laughs> he doesn't do a lot, but like once or twice in a year, he delivers in big moments. Mm-hmm. This guy is someone who won a Super Bowl MVP and has never made it through an entire season as a starting quarterback. You know what I mean? And like I and I've watched him this year as a, as a Bears fan, and you watch him between him and Trubisky. I'm not even gonna, regardless of who is better or worse. Mitch Trubisky has so much more talent, so much more. And that's why like, he's frustrated. Nick Foles can't do anything out there. He can't he can barely move, but somehow he has like some magic. It's like a confident thing. I mean, I have a whole, we've talked about this, but I have a whole theory about it, but <laughs> I won't get into that now. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of, he just pull. it's like, you, you're like, I can't believe that he could make that play. I can't, I literally can't believe it. And lakas are also, like I said, you look at that ingredients list and it doesn't look like much, but I'll, yeah, I'll make some lakas and you'll be like, God damn, this is fucking good. Lakas, lakas sound delicious. Yeah, it's the best. Um, yeah, so uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, the lakas on my, or lakas is the Nick Foles. So for my third menu item, by itself is a star. There are restaurants all over this great nation that just sell this as a menu item. It was like, this is what we do. This is what we dominate. We'll do different versions of it. We'll throw different things in there. But so by itself as a star, what makes this menu item great is this willingness to be a side dish to other stars. And that's mac and cheese. Mac and cheese by itself is bananas. But mac and cheese knows is like, hey, you know what? I don't have to be the star every time we go out there. I can be 
in addition to a star. And because of that like comparison, I'm going to call Mac and Cheese my favorite athlete playing. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL. It's going to be gone the rest of the year. Clay Thompson is the Mac and Cheese of the, of the food item. A star, but who's willing to take a backseat to other stars. And they know that they are star, And they get paid like a star. Mac and Cheese gets paid like a star. But it's okay with the, like, going, you know what? I'll sit this one out. For the greatness of the, of the, of the team, of the menu. So mac and cheese is Clay Thompson of the menu. I think. But it could be the star for it sure. Could be the star. And you could build a whole different meal around it. That would be 100%. amazing. Yeah. 100%. I mean, Hillary, my fiance, who is a vegetarian, her main dish at Thanksgiving is mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese. It could be the star. Uh, and I never even considered that before because we didn't have that in my family, like as a thing for that meal. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll, I, I could just eat mac and cheese, honestly. <laughs> the amount of times I've had it just by itself. Yeah. Zenless. So Clay Thompson, the mac and cheese. Of the- nice. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. He'll heal soon. Hopefully. Yeah, he'll, right. heal well, please. That's heartbreaker. All right. Well, I'm going to follow that up with kind of a similar thing as far as it's a component to the main, but if it's done properly and also because of the main, in my opinion, the quality really varies a lot mm-hmm. that the, com- the component can end up being better than the main or can make the mains look a lot better than it is. And that, of course, is the gravy. If it's done right, can be better than the, the turkey. And, and also, like, can be needed to save the turkey. <laughs> also, if you don't have the turkey or the bird, it's still good. Like, you, you're not going to drink it on its own. But if you put it on mashed potatoes, it makes the mashed potatoes better. It's pretty good, yeah. So as a ball player, that is going to be someone that is uh, – one of uh, George's guys here, and I got to go with Brad Beal. I got to go with Brad Beal as the guy who's actually better than the main guy. And I'm going to say that even after the John Wall trade for Russell Westbrook, in that I think that Bradley Beal is better than John Wall and and Russell Westbrook, like as far as like who I would build the team around better. And younger. Yeah. <laughs> and like, honestly, like I said, like I, I Turkey is fine and I like it sometimes and it's it can be cooked well. But like, honestly, the gravy is like, it tastes a lot. It tastes better, you know, most of the time. <laughs> and it, it also tastes better. And John Wall, those couple years, it's a, it's a shame that that uh, I couldn't see that team healthy because I do think that they were legitimately good, the two of them. But without Brad Beal, like he made, it was Brad Beal that was the guy. You know what I mean? Like with like that team with just John Wall as like the guy, like I don't think like their their first round act like they're not anything you know what i mean brad beal i think is better uh and i think he's better than westbrook so yeah he's the gravy nice love all uh, any, any washington tie I'm, I'm definitely a, a fan of so for my my second to last menu item i definitely don't want to exclude my vegans and my vegetarians so i wanted to include a menu item that i know is strong just in case that they're not into my main menu item and this is a dish that you can either be made with a ham hock or you can make as a vegan dish. And that's collard greens. Collard greens is a thing that I think in some to some people's eyes is the MVP of this of my of my meal. Unfortunately, it's not a, in my eyes, it can't be the MVP because the star is gonna be somebody who's who has a, who's who's got the ball the more more times. So the reason why that my MVP this is the best player in football. 
with the exception of a quarterback. So collard greens to some people, my vegans, my vegetarians, is the best thing on the meal because they're not into that other shit. And the best player in the NFL that is not a quarterback, I love linemen, is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the best player in the league in some people's eyes. Just to give you an example, Aaron Donald has 10 sacks as an interior lineman. That's crazy. Crazy. Do you know who leads the league in sacks? TJ Watt, who has 11, and he's an edge rusher. So it just shows you sacks, I think, is an overrated stat anyway. It is, but for reference, like interior guys, like, you know, two to three sacks in a season is... That's a great season. Yeah, yeah. So so to some people, like, Collar Greens is the MVP, and uh, they would be correct. Unfortunately, it's not... They're not. It's not a quarterback. With that being said, I got to give it to who I think is an MVP, at least the, the best player, best defensive player in the league, and that's Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald is the collard greens of, 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 my, of my menu. I, I like that. I think that there are some people that would fight you to the death, George, by saying that you don't have to have pork in the collard greens. But, you don't. You don't. <laughs> but I'm, I agree with you. Like, I'm just saying, I think, I think some people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, it's the, the the only issue is like for some folks it doesn't really like I can ha- take it either way it does make it a little salty so you take the pork out and it's, it's still Congress is still a great menu item so either I way so shout out to the vegans and vegetarians it's like I got you your MVP is going to be different than my MVP but your MVP is still good and that's Aaron Donald so all right I like that all right so I'm going to go with the the main and. Uh, you know, I chose turkey and I just not not necessarily because that's what I would choose if I was actually like making the best meal. But it's just something that's ubiquitous. It's on everybody's table. It's like not only for Thanksgiving, but people use it for 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 uh, Christmas as well and like other holiday meals. And, you know, it's I feel like it's one of those things, especially for Thanksgiving, like in pop culture. And also I have experienced personally in that people take a lot of pride in their turkey. You know what I mean? Like people take pride in how they cook everything, but definitely this turkey. It's like, it's this fucking showstopper and like bringing it out and, and carving it. And like, the thing with me is like, just at its base, it's not that good. (laughs) So that's why like people are constantly coming up with like new things, new ways to like justify it or try it like you know barbecue it or or fry it or or whatever or make a big deal out of it but like at the end of the day it's just turkey (laughs) you know what i mean it's like not like um but i i also feel like people are starting uh to move uh to move on from it you know what i mean like especially this year people are like i don't want to go through the trouble turkey you have to fucking cook that shit all day Get the you know it's huge, especially this year. Hopefully, we weren't getting together with massive gatherings. Uh, if you were, I hope you're quarantining. Whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, you know, so a lot of people are kind of like even a couple of years ago. My I think I told you this, but my mom was like, "Hey, we were I was going to Chicago for Thanksgiving, and she was like, is it okay if I I don't really like turkey? Like, I'm not gonna make turkey. I'm gonna make like lamb instead.' And I'm like, <laughs> are you?" Yes, of course. Like, that sounds great. That sounds a lot better. Um, but anyway, like I said, it's just one of those things. It's like, they, it's it's just accepted that it's like this thing. And some people just swear by it, like, I've got the best way. I can do it. It's the best. Like, it's great. And uh, yeah, that's why for me, it's Bryce Harper. Turkey is Bryce Harper, who is, uh, he's one of those true outcome guys. He hits a home run or strikes out or walks. 
but uh you know he's a big deal he is like a came in with a lot of fanfare and he's like he's still like a big deal and he's still you know he's still on all these commercials honestly on the field his career as far as winning goes he's been a dud he hasn't really affected he's been paid a lot of money his team the washington nationals that drafted him was a team that could have won multiple years and didn't like they they were people's pick many years and and flamed out in the playoffs and he much to he is much as responsible for that because he didn't perform and then they they let him go and then they won the world series the year afterwards so like again just like turkey bryce harper with his stats and everything he might be better as a sandwich (laughs) you know what i mean like like uh, the turkey i honestly think it might be better the next day as a sandwich and like bryce harper's stats they're going to be better 10 years from now when we can zoom out and look at like his on base percentage and his walks and shit. And it's like, they're going to be all time levels, but he annoys me as like a person. He's like kind of a douchebag and his fucking haircut, which we've, we've discussed before. But he, like I said, he doesn't, he didn't do it for me. He didn't do it for me. He's a, it's a lot of, it's kind of a big deal, big deal over, over nothing. <laughs> like Turkey. It's just, like I said, I, I do enjoy it. This last Thanksgiving, it was delicious. Shout out to Eric. He made a delicious Turkey. But if you're going to give me a choice, you know, I'm going to take roast chicken or lamb or like anything else. You know what I mean? And like, if you're going to give me a, a choice of big hyped baseball prospect, I'm going to take Mike Trout or I'm going to take somebody else. I just don't, I'm not going to take Bryce Harper to build my, my team. So yeah, he's the turkey. Okay. So I went a similar route, but I definitely was one of the, I wanted to, to put a menu item or something I always think is great. And uh, I personally think ham is just better than turkey. Ham is like presentation wise looks better. Sometimes turkey can be a little dried out depending on the cook and it needs a gravy to, to be better. Ham by itself is fine. I also think about like the other items that, that you can make with ham. I just think they're just better menu items. Like the next day you fry it up, you throw some, some eggs on it. So if I have, if I have like rolls, I'll make a sandwich out of that. I don't need to throw the other things on it. It's dope. The, uh, the skin on ham, I think is delicious. Just that sort of honey glazed part of it. Great. Um, and, I, and all these are all things that are better than turkey. So when I, when I chose ham, I was thinking about all the different things that it can do, all the different things it can be. So I thought of like different things. I thought of things like arm angles and not getting tackled when they run because these are all different things. I thought of like uh, there's like the thing that like ham, ham is like doesn't there's like you can make mistakes with turkey. Ham is really, really hard to mess up and it's great. So if Aaron Donald is going to be my MVP for the certain people who don't eat meat. Then I gotta I gotta choose like something that's gonna be the MVP of the whole thing, and that's Patrick Mahomes. So ham is the Patrick Mahomes of of, of all the dishes. There's all the different things that it can do and all the different things it can be. And Patrick Mahomes is is the best right now. Those fact, arm angles go down. All the arm angles, all the stuff, all the different stuff. Of the, the fact that he doesn't allow himself to get sacked, doesn't allow himself to get hurt. He knows how to slide, which is the thing that from his playing baseball and being a former shortstop and former pitcher, where the different arm angles kind of come in. So to me, it's like the ham. Ham is great. Just the different things that it can be afterwards. A ham dinner should last you like five and six days. I mean, yeah, like you cook a whole ham. That's food for a week, man. That's food for a week. You got to make some 
I'll make some fried rice or some shit. Well, yeah, by the, yeah, it's like exactly by the third day of turkey. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Like, yeah, I want I want a couple of turkey sandwiches, one or two turkey sandwiches, and then yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm over it. Yeah, but I don't know. It was like a turkey sandwich for some reason. I got the fact I got to put mayo on it. I, I got like, like a thing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have, I have like a thing that I do. You like know? Layer, so like yeah, yeah, I do like a thing. <laughs> so it's like a, it's a, it. I, I, I get excited about. It, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm almost more excited. Like I said, like I'm more excited about the sandwich than I am about the turkey. There's a part of you. There's a part of me that wants to trade you your latkes for my doubled eggs. So. Yo, we the great thing about latkes is there's always enough to go around, man. Yeah, yeah. Stretch, so that's that's the other thing. It's very Jewish, man. Let's stretch that shit. Like ju- we just need a couple of potatoes and yeah, double eggs is like <laughs> wouldn't last very long. So like it's it, double eggs in essence is probably like the penny hardaway of the menu items. It's like it's great, but only like you only get like a handful of pieces of it. Yeah. You better get there early too, because we're like, oh double eggs. Yeah. And you're just like, remember, remember that? Remember how good that was? Don't yeah. wrong. Shut up the penny. I love penny, but oh yeah, but it was fleeting. Yeah, it does. Does not gonna last very long. Yeah, yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I agree. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good wrap of that. All right, George, what's uh, what are you looking for this next uh, this weekend, this next week or so? What's I've already mentioned it once, and uh, I had a friend of mine over for Thanksgiving, and then we watched a couple episodes of it, and this week is the final episode of it. And uh, I've already told a bunch of my friends that texted me was like, "Dude, this is incredible." The Reagan documentary, the final episodes on Sunday. I cannot wait. The uh, the last episode is going to do with the uh, AIDS epidemic, and uh, that's I mean I mean like the, the stuff is all the stuff has been fantastic. The second episode deal with dealt with uh, Reagan's uh, like a uh, relationship with race and how just like that's one of the things that's overlooked about that administration. And then the third episode dealt with uh, their the the Reagan administration's like uh, issues with like cutting the defunding of programs that in essence made the Reagans. They they forgot who they who they were and, and the like uh, some of the programs that like that helped build the middle class and that's just like what made the Reagans become Reagans. They they turned their back on him. It's like it's how hypocritical that was. So that, that was the third episode and the, the last episode, this fourth one, is dealing with uh, the AIDS epidemic. And like, it's they've they've all been fantastic uh, and I and I can't wait to watch. So last episode season of the Reagans. You guys haven't watched that? It's unbelievable. What about you? Nice. I got to check that out. I don't know. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. The NBA is coming back. I guess are they starting? They're starting like preseason games, like next week. Are they really? Uh, well, I think I, I don't know that they're starting a training camp like now. I know training camp has started. Training camp has started again. I'm I'm just kind of looking how how this all plays out. I mean, I've said on this show with all these leagues, like I'm a bit of a naysayer. You know what I mean? As far as like. It just seems all so, you know, on one end, it's a very welcome distraction. As far as me personally, I really would love to be watching basketball again. I enjoyed the fuck out of that. And like all the sports has been, it's been uh, enjoyable. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the health concerns are, it's crazy that some of this shit is going on. And the NBA, I mentioned that because, you know, clearly they did a very good job. The bubble atmosphere or the bubble, like just uh, strategy. It worked. They had some hiccups, but it overall it worked. And, and it and it was a really awesome thing to be like, look, the NBA is so much more progressive than all these other leagues. 
Uh, the NBA has better ideas. Like you can do this. You can still function in some way, you know, and do it safely and do it correctly. But they're not going to be doing that now. They're going to be doing it like the other leagues are. And they pretty much acknowledge that just like MLB and the NFL, players are just going to get get COVID. Like they're just going to, you know, and, and have to go on the list or whatever and, and, and whatnot. And it's just like, again, you know, not to be, it just seems so, I just don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I mean, what happens, it's one thing when you're in a bubble to deal with Lou Williams going to Magic City. But when you're, when you're now, you got 10 different Lou Williamses going to 10 different strip clubs in 10 different cities, you know what I mean? Like, how are you, it's just like, I, I don't know. It just all seems so crazy to me, but they're, but it's coming back. Like, dude, the first game is in like two weeks, two weeks. I thought it was Christmas. I thought I thought it was before Christmas. I thought oh. opening night was like a week before Christmas, but I could be wrong because I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is opening. Um, well, they, they resigned themselves to the fact that they're that they everybody's going to get COVID at some point. They're treating it like a like an injury, like a, a torn ACL or an ankle injury. So what they're going to do and what they they make sure that they do that there's a list of dudes who are call ups who in essence have to isolate themselves. Because they're already saying it's like we already know this is going to happen. They got to they they got to make sure that there's like a list of guys who are willing to sort of come come in uh, to replace uh, at least for two weeks. So in essence, if you're one of those players that's in the G League or one of those dudes who's like a 28 year old like guy just wants to make it to the show, you better be ready to be called up. And so you got to so like for example, like Jake Fromm of the Buffalo Bills is a is a backup quarterback in the Bills, and essence, he just got himself in a box just in case something does happen like it happened in. Denver. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, and are they? Uh, yeah, I just was just looking. It's uh, the twenty second is opening okay. opening night, so it's like a few days. It's a few days before Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, are they like the G League? It's just the machinations of it are. It's just it's interesting. I, I like I said, we're gonna see how it plays out. Again, I'm excited to see basketball play. I mean. There was a lot of news. I mean, you, I don't know how you're feeling right now. Your team went, did a major trade. It's going to be weird. It's going to be interesting to see Russell Westbrook next to the, next to uh, the, my gravy guy, Brad Beal. <laughs> what, exciting. I mean, I texted somebody the other day. They were like, so what do you think? I was like, well, I mean, my criticism of John Wall is the same criticism I've always had for him. I feel like he dribbles the air out of the ball till about eight seconds left in the shot clock. Then he tries to figure out what to do. Then the uh, it's not too much different than Russell Westbrook. Just the difference is that like Westbrook's game is always straight to the basket, as given the John Wall's game, which is kind of like dribble around the perimeter and then try to figure out from there. The uh, both of them are horrendous three point shooters, but I think Russell has ex- accepted the fact that he's that's something he'll never be good at. Uh, I think he shot like twenty nine percent last year, but only shot three of them. So he's awful. I mean, yeah. He, like, yeah. And yeah, we're going to, we'll have to see because, you know, I was listening to something. He was, he, he had COVID and he did. Yeah. And, he, and, and, uh, you know, some, something I was listening to was saying that uh, he, you, you got to see him recover because he hasn't, he, that the bubble action, like he was clearly feeling the effects. I mean, he yeah. played terribly he, yeah. in the playoffs, but like, and like, you don't know how much better he would have played, but like it clearly was affecting him. 
Yeah, leading up to the uh, the last couple of months before the season started, he was actually pretty good. I mean, before they moved to uh, Orlando or wherever it was, wherever the buff was, the, the months leading up to it was actually pretty good. The uh, yeah, no, I'm like uh, I am a, a Russ Westbrook fan. I like watching him from afar because I it's just the shot selection, shot selection is poor, and his his next gen stats are kind of brutal. With that being said, I don't think there's many people in any sport that plays as hard as he does, and people will gravitate to that. Plus, I mean, like as a Washington fan, I got to get used to him jumping up in the middle of the air trying to find somebody. And the fact they've got maybe they knew some before we did, but the fact that they have Bertans, who shoots a tremendous clip at three point. Did they resign him? They did. Yeah, that's a huge so move for that. They're gonna they're gonna win. They'll win forty ball games. I think they're gonna be a playoff contender. They're, like, they're in play for the seven or eight seed. It's like you not gonna get your brains beat in by Toronto or Milwaukee. Remains to be seen, but no, they're in play for the playoffs. For I mean, I think that Westbrook, for all of his faults, I think he's like he might be the most exciting player in the history of sports. Like the the sheer pace that he plays at, and uh, the the ferocity. I mean, he is, and and his athleticism is unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's a direct descendant of Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, who I loved, Bubba Chuck, shout out to uh, Virginia. The, uh, but if you look at his stats, his stats are not good. But Russell Westbrook passes the test of like, I'm entertained every time he's in there. Same thing with Iverson. Iverson was awful. Hundred percent. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah, you're gonna. I enjoy him from afar and would maybe find him frustrating from close up. But but you know, it's good. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, the only thing I think about that trade that I would be like kind of salty over if I were a Wizard fan is. But they also gave up a pick. They gave up a pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why do that? Like that doesn't make sense to me. But but uh, you know because I didn't see it as like it's it's like real. I mean they're like the same type of player, right? I mean the only thing like John Wall, he just can't he can't stay healthy or he hasn't been able to. So he's missed eighteen months. Yeah, which is a killer, man. Because yeah, you built your team around him essentially, and then he never played out the life of that contract. The uh, I, I was I was kind of I was a little bummed that the because uh, I guess he was he was looking for a trade that he wanted he Lord knows was like the, the the psyche of athletes I guess he thought that that coming back that he would be the guy again and in essence the younger guys was taken over which kind of bums me out that they at least didn't want to see it together with Beal becoming not elite but at least coming like becoming like I said to do like being a star. I think he adding, I adding like another piece of it. It's just, but then again, like two of them have have never been like on the same page to begin with. Anyway, there's there's this great picture of them in a limo after Game Six against the Celtics, probably the last like great Washington moment. And they're they're in a limo and they're on their way somewhere. And one guy's wearing a suit and the other guy's wearing a track suit. Just 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 like just <laughs> there's like how different they are just in that picture of them together. Like full on suit, the other guy's wearing like an Adidas jumpsuit. Nothing wrong with either one of those outfits. It was just like they are clearly they're one's definitely in the business. The other one's like, nah, I'm just having a good time. I want if I had Brad Beal, I want a pass first guy. I want a Rajon Rondo. I want a you know a, a floor general, but not a guy who's gonna need to score 25 points a game. You know what I mean? Beal is your scorer. Like you don't even need you know. And and then you got all those shooters. Yeah, you got all those shooters. You know? yeah. And and uh, I love your fucking your kid, fucking uh, Hachi Murray. I, yeah, I think no, there's he's they're got, definitely going to score some points. Yeah, 
and Russell Westbrook being as like as tenacious as he is, they'll they'll defend a lot better than they did last year. And last I heard year. some. It's uh, Scott Brooks, right? It is, yeah. So you have that connection, which uh, used to coach Westbrook, I and mean, apparently they have a good relationship. So I think that can be because you know he seems like someone who like. I don't mean to, I don't want to be like I don't know him. I don't want to be judgmental or anything, but he seems like kind of a diva. Like he seems like he, you know, and maybe that's unfair, but he he seems to be a guy that he won't get along with every coach. You know what I mean? And and a lot of the coaches in the NBA are fucking dickheads who have you know what I mean? Like they have this this uh regimented thing that the young like people don't like that's that's uh going out of style, I will say. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why like that's why Tom Thibodeau, you know, it took him a while to get a job. Like he, because players don't actually like that style. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if you get players with players like Westbrook, who's has like cachet, you know, like they're not just gonna, like, could you imagine Russell Westbrook playing for Tom Thibodeau? Because like, that's what like people were, they could go to New York. And I'm like, that sounds like an awful combination. I mean, I was hoping for that just for the, the back pages. Yeah, well, I agree. It would be a phenomenal train wreck to watch. One of my, one of this guy I used to work with is like a part of his clothing entourage. <laughs> oh man, I do still out there working. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, the dude that design, not designs his clothes, picks out his clothing. So yeah, this dude, he was cool as shit. I bet, man. But yeah, he I mean, cool. he wears some shit that like you got to be a multiple millionaire to wear. <laughs> like I, I, can't, I can't support the, the, the silk shirt with no undershirt. On like it's like I, the same thing about Nick Foles, right? It's like the confidence. Like it's like uh, yeah. there's something going on there that like why, why, yeah. why, why does this guy think he can boom that off? Yeah, the bandana, <laughs> the bandana. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. The fucking like the shirts shirt. that are like got the holes yeah, over no, the no, chest. No, like he looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the record that was like that. This. I was like, yeah, man. I, and he showed me this picture. I was like, you're the one that makes him wear these fucking holy <laughs> 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 jeans with the, oh, the bandana look. I think it's kind of tight, but everything else, I'm like, nah, that's okay. That's funny. So yeah, the bandana, I'm, I'm with. I'm worth it. That's just hot. That's yeah. Just fucking Frank Ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's about it. Um, it's one of the, yeah, whatever. Uh, th- there was like something about, I forget, one of the movie studios, they're going to, they announced they're going to release everything on HBO Max and in theaters for like the next season or whatever. So it's like, not like they're, they're going to move on from the theater model or, you know, they're just like opening new stuff on the digital platform, which I think is cool. Like, I'm happy to see that. Uh, I don't even remember all the titles, but like, it's cool that companies are just like, you know what? We don't even need to fucking. Uh, the new uh, Wonder Woman movie. Oh, yeah. Is that going to be released digitally? It is, yeah. It's going to be on wow. HBO Max. Wow. Uh, Dune... like 20th Century Fox or some shit like that? Yeah, there's, there's a. 21st Century. I forget what else was on there. The problem is you got to get HBO Max. I think I've, I've reached. Pardon the pun. I reached some max as far as streaming services. So. <laughs> From what I hear, actual max is actually the, the the movie the movie library is out of control. It's Honestly, like movies. It it is because it's yeah, it's really good because it's got it's also got a lot of uh, foreign stuff, a lot of indie stuff, a lot of um, classic stuff. Like yeah, they have like fucking Wong Kar Wai and like fucking uh, Bergman movies and shit. And, like it, I yeah, it's awesome. I uh, 
How much is I don't know. We get it through. We get it through somebody's uh, HBO subscription. So, but you you have cable. You have HBO, don't you? Yeah, it's not the same thing. No, but if you if you pay for HBO, you get HBO Max. You have an account. Trust me, you do. Oh, it works like that. Yeah, because if you have if if you if your name is on the yeah if you actually pay for the cert, for the network, you get an account because like we don't oh. we get it off somebody who pays for cable. Oh, okay. You know, and they don't they don't use it so. Um, yeah, I'll look into it. All right, uh, send this send this off. So uh, that's it for another week. Know your roles. Yeah, everybody, do whatever you have to do to stay safe and healthy. It's uh, everybody, be safe and healthy. Oh yeah. So you know the usual: wear your mask over your fucking nose. Yes. Good night, everyone. Not over. It's not over yet. You know the road, all the rough stuff.